Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast and welcome to Transfer Hub, your home of all of Aston Villa's transfer news over the January transfer window. I'm joined by Justin and we've got a bit of news as a transfer window works. You're chilling and then boom, you landed with transfer news, transfer activity. We've had Percy at the back post clarifying things for us today. So Aston Villa wants Alberto Malerio from Las Palmas. And we have also had a bid rejected for Alex Moreno of Real Betis. He is the left back that we are linked with. And uh, Moreno looks like he will be Unai Emery's first signing. Apparently that we're still in talks with Betis. Uh, the fee is looking at around 12, 14, 15 million pounds. But the one that's caught my eye is this Malario from Las Palmas. Really, really exciting winger. And we also know that Unai Emery has stated today that Aston Villa are out and out looking for a winger. Uh, the Malario one does feel a little bit like um, Alvarez. And we were in for Alvarez and we missed out on Alvarez. We should have gone in for Alvarez. A summer later, he's at Manchester City and he's just picked up a World Cup medal. So I think with these type of ones, strike while the iron's hot. If you're in, if you're in. get them in, let them develop, let them grow. He does look like potentially one for the future. He's 19 years of age, but uh, I'll let Justin have a little chat about him as well. So, Justin, thoughts on today's news with both players? Yeah, very interesting. Um, I'll start with the Alberto Molino. I'm not sure how to say that last name. Molino, Malero, uh, the the um, Las Palmas player, because I think that's probably the more exciting one. Um, 19 years old, attacking midfielder, can actually play left wing, has played left wing, right wing, centre forward, centre midfielder. But I think he's more comfortable by the look of my research at sort of attacking centre mid, so the 10 position. Um, but it actually fits perfectly into Unai Emery's system, doesn't it? Because he likes to play this asymmetric 4 4 2. So there is a space for a sort of right sided or left sided or central attacking player. So he would tick all those boxes for us. A lot of comparisons uh, in his short career up to now in Spain with Pedri. Um, sort of, he plays more of a centre midfielder, but more that sort of type and style of player. Uh, quite short, you know. Quite, you know, he's very young, obviously nineteen, but he's already, you know, after two seasons, been linked with Madrid, Barcelona, Liverpool in England, and Arsenal. Signed a massively long contract last year after he had his breakthrough season. So up till twenty twenty six. I mean, I'm pretty sure he won't see that out at that, at uh, Las Palmas. I'm sure he's going to leave this window by the look of it. Currently playing in Spain's second division, where he's the third in chances created in that league. So for a nineteen year old in his second season, and they are currently top as well. So he's he's sort of playing really well in that division. Looks like they're going to get promoted back through 
you know, no small part to through him. Uh, Twenty games he's played this season, scored five goals, five five assists. Sorry, hasn't scored this season. Scored three times from last year. Has already represented Spain for under nineteens and under twenty ones, despite only being nineteen. So it, it it's a very exciting signing. Like you say, you know, these players at that age. You've got to take a bit of a punt on him sometimes. And, and the amount of clubs circling around him now, if we don't go for it and we don't pull the trigger and get him in, somebody else will. And it could be another one of those where we watch yeah. him develop at another club and you're thinking, why didn't we just get him over the line? I'm sure it's not as simple as that because a player of his quality, uh, where so many good clubs are after him, you know, he's going to have the pick of a lot of, of, a lot of clubs, isn't he? But I'm hoping... Unai Emery is the trump card in this. Um, I don't see the money being a problem. Um, they're not asking for masses. I think it's around 25, 30 million, um, which is a lot of money for a 19-year-old. But if you, you're buying potential and you're buying longevity, you stick him on a long, long-term contract at the club, you bring him in and, and you ease him in. And, and you know that's the way, you, you, for me, you develop a 19-year-old coming to another country to play football. But yeah, massively exciting. I think that one is. I've watched a few clips of him. I don't generally go off YouTube clips because I think if you looked at my track record on YouTube <laughs> and my best bits, I'd look like a top quality footballer. So you've got to really, take it. Didn't you play though? <laughs> yeah, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because you can't go off YouTube. Obviously, you get an idea of the type of player they are and what they can do on the pitch. But he looks very good. He looks really exciting. He's definitely a player that get people off their seats, which is what you want, isn't it? Uh, and at 19, I think it, it could be a really, really astute bit of business for us in this transfer window. Yeah, and from everything that I'm reading as well, it's sort of, it's, it's got this feeling of if you don't strike now in the summer, Somebody else then there's will. certain clubs that will. So I think if he's on Aston Villa's radar, which he looks like he is, I think now is the time to, to, to strike and go out and get him. So, there was a little bit of a link in December about Alex Moreno joining Aston Villa. Um, so this has sort of heated up today. Percy's mentioned it as well. that We have had a bid rejected for Moreno. So it does look like Emery is looking at the fullbacks as an area in which he wants to massively improve on. Um, so, yeah, it looks like Luca Dean has got to fight for his place, fight for his position if Moreno comes in because... We've seen it last last January, didn't we? Target gone, Luca Dean in. Deja vu, isn't it? Left back is uh, yeah. on the agenda in January again. So I think Moreno has done really well, hasn't he, in Spain? He, he's played really well. He's one of the best players for Batiste. He's one of the best left backs uh, in La Liga. His numbers are all really good. So I, I think Emery wants a fully functioning side. And I think there's certain areas in his side that have to work and, and have to not only do one role, you've got to do a few. You know, you've got to, if you're a fullback friendly, you've got to defend well, you've got to attack well, you've got to have assists, you've got to, you've got to have numbers to your game as well. And unfortunately, especially on the left-hand side, Luca Dean doesn't have that, and Cash. I mean, Cash's numbers aren't great either. So I think he's looking at that, thinking it is an area in which we do need to strengthen. So, what are your thoughts, Justin? 
Yeah, it, it's an interesting one because obviously we're currently carrying sort of three, if you like, three left backs. We've got Luca Dean, first choice currently. You've got Augustinson on loan to cover that position. And then uh, Ashley Young, as we know, can also play there as well. So we, it's not like we need a left back this window. So, so this, obviously, if we do go ahead and do this deal, points to the fact that it looks like Emery's not happy with what he's got in those positions. So I would think it would probably mean the end of Augustinson's loan if we do bring in a permanent left back, depending on what, I suppose, Luca Dean's reaction to the signing is. As we saw last year, Matt Target wasn't prepared to um, to sit and fight for his place. He wanted to move on because he saw his, his position being taken by Luca Dean, which at the time took, you know, a lot of people were annoyed with, but ultimately it's, it's a professional it's your job, isn't it? And if you want to move on and you think you've got a better chance of playing somewhere else, then you might have to make that decision. It's your life, your decision. So it's up to Luca Dean, if we do bring this this player in, Marino in, that, you know, does he want to stay and fight for his place? I think, you know, we obviously need competition there and, and we don't own Augustinson. So the obvious one would be to let him go back to his parent club and then Luca Dean and, and Marino fight it out. At 29, I don't see him agreeing to join us unless he's going to be given assurances that he's going to be in the, in the at least starting in the team because he's not going to come as a backup when he's playing regularly for Betis. He's you know he's pretty much an ever present there for the last three seasons since he moved there. So it's an interesting one. He's a good defender. He's solid. He's a good tackler. Gets forward well. I saw a good stat on Twitter earlier saying he's in the top 3% of chances created for a left-back in the top five divisions, which is obviously what we need. You look at his heat map, he's bombs up and down that left-hand side. He's a decent dribbler, he goes past people. Um, so he's sort of got everything we want on that left-hand side. And, and, and Luca Dean probably will have to sit, I would think, on the bench and, and look at you know what this lad can do and think I either up my game to get back in or, or I'm finished at Villa. You know, it's it's another very interesting signing. I think um, whilst it wasn't a priority for a lot of people, ultimately we have to trust Unai Emery. He sees them every day in training. He knows what he needs to improve us. And at the moment, it's looking like a left-back is high up on his priority list. So it'll be interesting if he does get this one over the line. It's not mega money in the modern age either, 12 million quid. It's sort of quite low really for a for a top quality left back so it'll be interesting when he come if he does come in um you know what he can do for us because he's moving from a different country as well which we've known that it doesn't always work out they either sort of sink or swim don't they coming from different countries and hopefully he can come over at 29 he's got that experience behind him as well so he could settle quickly and he's obviously got the the Spanish sort of um, coaching setup at Villa as well, which you would think would help massively with the settling in period. So it's it's another very interesting signing, and it looks like we're ramping up pretty quickly, really, to get things done early, which we've done in the last couple of windows, which I like to see. I don't like leaving it to the last minute and end up rushing around trying to sign players. So if we do need only one or two or maybe three, then you know let's get them done early and get them in as soon as possible and get them going. Yeah, Moreno looks like that one. If I had to put a percentage on Moreno coming to Aston Villa in January, I'd probably say eighty percent coming. Um, yeah, it's, it's ramping up, isn't it? You know, you don't, John, but Percy don't get involved unless things are very close. Um, I think he he was on the radar of Forest. I know they tried to sign about three thousand players in the summer, but I think he turned down Forest in the summer. So it's obviously a player that's uh, on the on the sort of radar of maybe a few clubs. But yeah, I think he ticks a box for us now. We need a bit of depth there. 
he obviously doesn't fancy what we've got or he wants to maybe put a bit more competition there. He sees him as, as a real good good choice at the moment for where we are. So, yeah, I'm, ultimately, I'm just going to back everything that Unai Emery wants because, you know, he's a top, top manager, isn't he? And, that's, and if he feels this, these two lads are, are going to improve us, then let's get them deals done, get them over the line. And it seems like he's happy striker-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny one, Danny Ings, isn't it? Because when he's off, when he's not in the team, everybody's like, get him in the team. And when he plays, people get a bit fed up with him because, you know, but he, he scores goals, doesn't he? Danny Ings scores goals. That's what he's done his whole career. We shouldn't be surprised by the fact that he gets a chance and he puts it away. I think what I I am always a little bit surprised about is, is just how good a footballer he is. I mean, we saw that that ball he put over for uh, Bailey on on. on, on uh, I forgot what day of the week it is. The amount of games we've got coming and going uh, against um, Wolves, and, and it was it was like watching Harry Kane, wasn't it? How many times have you seen Harry Kane drop deep onto the halfway line and pick a, a thirty year old a thirty yard ball over the top for say a son or someone else to run onto? It was a it was a beautiful pass. So I'm thinking maybe that it could be time for maybe Ings to start and maybe drop Watkins into the Bailey role and, and try that out. Um, but I still wouldn't be surprised if we signed a forward. Um, in, in this window either. Um, so it, it's down to what he sees, what he's watching in training, what he thinks, how he thinks they're doing in games as well. So that's the only other position I think we, we could see a real marquee signing company if there's one available. They won't do it for the sake of it. We don't need one for the sake of it. That's you know where we are. We've got two decent forwards that, that are do us to the end of the season for where we are currently. I'm sure they're good enough to get us in that top sort of seven or eight. Um, so yeah, unless there's a real top top player that they can go and do, they're not going to do it just for the sake of it. They can wait to the summer to get the real marquee player that they want in. Yeah, and Cameron Archer has officially gone on loan as well. So really interesting to see how he does because he did well at Preston. He did really well. Now he's gone in at a, a, a top end championship club this season who are fighting to get promoted. So. You know, if he can if he can bag some goals like what we know he can uh, and fire Middlesbrough back to the Premier League, then his stock will rise. And it, it just does him the world of good, doesn't it, to, to see Massive. Cameron Archer scoring goals. I think looking at Middlesbrough since Michael Carrick went in, they've absolutely, they're flying, aren't they? He's, he's doing a fantastic job there. Um, so I think he's going to get game time as well. So I think he's, you know, he's good enough to play there. He's proven in the championship he can score goals. And, and it'd be good to see him playing week in, week out um, in a team that's obviously full of confidence. Yeah, you stick him up front with a team that's creating chances. We know what Cameron Archer does. He, he, he's a finisher, isn't he? So... He needs this six months now. He needs to kick on in his career. He needs that bit of confidence. So hopefully this is this is just a move for him. He can come back in the summer and uh, and then impress Emery and maybe be a part of the squad again, but actually get minutes on the pitch. Yeah, and I think I'm pretty chill with Archer. I think he's 21, isn't he? Is he 21? Uh, yes, he's not I'm, far I'm away. Sure I think he's, he's just... So I, I'm all right because I think Archer could possibly be one of those where... 24, 25, 26, he could be playing for Aston Villa still in the senior side. So it's a bit like, I feel like he's going to be like one of those players where you, you keep thinking, God, he must be getting on a bit now. But then he's one of them that's still so young. And, you know, like Tammy Abraham, he had the loans at Swansea, the loan at Villa. 
Um, he went back to Chelsea, then he went to Roma and, you know, he's scored goals everywhere he's been. So I, I think loan spells can do strikers good because all they need to do is just keep scoring goals. So it's not the right time for Archer to be playing in the Aston Villa side, but potentially down the line, it could it could be, couldn't it? It could be, yeah. I think it's a difficult one at his age and where we are. If we were just promoted, if we were going back three or four seasons when we just came up and he was coming through at 21, I think he would have been assuming to probably play for quite a few games for us. But my only concern with him going forward is he hasn't made that breakthrough into the first team yet. And that's now with three managers that have sort of not, I don't want to say not trusted him to start, but, but you know, they obviously don't feel like he can impact the game. Sorry, do you not think that's been down to league position though? Maybe, maybe so. It, it's, know, it's a pressure. Been, it's a, yeah. relegation vibes. Yeah. You know, Dino, Gerard. You know, every the last few seasons we've been down the bottom. I mean, you don't bring someone like Archer into it, do you? You know, you don't, and it's a it's a pressure of the position we are in. You know, we, when you're down the bottom, and if you've got Ings and, and Watkins, and one of them's playing and one of them's not, and you're 20 minutes to go, and you think, right, we need something out of this game, are you going to put Archer on ahead of Watkins or Ings? That's more than likely got the experience. Yes, Archer's a, a talented lad, and there's many a times where we've looked and thought, just stick Archer on, just see what he can do. But ultimately, these managers have to make the decision because it's their job on the line at the end of the day isn't it and then we've climbed up the table we're now trying to push for you know the top sort of seven or eight so it brings a different pressure it's very difficult yeah that's probably the hardest position to break in as, as a young kid unless you come in I mean Harry Kane took him two loans and he came back and he had to sort of work his way off the bench before he got into the Spurs side so it is incredibly difficult and I do see a sign in a, you know a real marquee striker as well, which where does that leave him then? So he's got to go away. He's got to do the business now. You know, we've seen Louis Barry when he came to us, he was like the heralded as the next big thing and he'll break into the first team before he's 18, 19, 20. He's going to score loads of goals. And he's not, he's not just not continually done it on these loan deals. So the first thing you've got to do is go to Middlesbrough, get in the team, score lots of goals for Middlesbrough, impact games, you know, every game he plays in, do really well. Because he's got to, the manager's got to watch him and say, crikey, yeah, we've got a real talent there. I want him back now in the summer and I want to integrate him into the team and I think he can be a big player for us. But if he doesn't go there and he doesn't do that, it, you know, it's very difficult. It is breaking into any, you know, into a Premier League side as a kid coming through his He's so, so difficult. You know, it's not just a matter of that they've done well as a kid and let's just chuck them in. Because wherever you are in the league, you're under different kind of pressures, whether you're in a relegation battle or you're pushing for Europe. But at some point, you've got to give them a go, otherwise you're not going to know, are you? So a loan deal is the best option for me. And he's going to be playing at the top end of the championship. So it'll be very interesting to see how he's getting on. I mean, I watch Keenan Davis for, for Watford and I know he's just got injured, but he always looks the best player on the pitch for them. Always looks the best player on the pitch. So it's it's very difficult, very difficult. But we are now pushing into a different era now at Villa for me over the next three years where we're going to be in, hopefully in the top six, seven or eight positions. So we need high-end players that, that, you know, you can't wait for them to, you can't wait for them to come in and have seven or eight games before they settled in. You, they've got to be doing it from the start, which is why we've seen the likes of Luca Dean possibly being replaced now, who are seasoned internationals that aren't doing it. So, you know, if you're replacing players like that, 
how hard is it for an archer to break in or an era boon? And when he comes back, it's very, very difficult. But we've got to, there's still got to be this pathway for these players to try get in the team because that's what the owners want. As much as you want to go and sign a £90 million player who's the world class and you get straight in your team, it's just as good to see a player come for the youth ranks. But they've got to be good enough, haven't they? That's the bottom line. Yeah, you mentioned Ira Boonham. I've seen a little summer that uh, apparently Dortmund and some of the top European giants have been watching Ira Boonen as well. So He's another very um, good player, isn't he? Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, it's, I, I see the Archer thing to Middlesbrough as a bit of a compliment as well because Danks has now gone to Middlesbrough. So Either Danks with him, he? Yeah. Him here saying, you know, yeah. you want a goal scorer, go and get Cameron Archer, he'll score your goals. Bit like Bale going to QPR, he spotted that Irabuna was good, and you know Irabuna's not looked out of place at QPR. Yeah. So I think it's it's complimentary that some of these people have left, and then they want these good young players. So I, I think there's a future for both of them, but you know time will tell. So uh, thanks everybody for joining us on Transfer Hub. Bit of a a roundup of the Villa transfer news of what's going on. If you've enjoyed the video, subscribe, uh, drop it a like and get involved in the comment section down below. Up the Villa. Up the Villa.